So if you look at 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse, let's start reading from verse 3. 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 3. So it says, if a gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. Now, one of the things we've done in Christianity is that, you know, when people read the Bible to you, the first person that taught you something, then that becomes the paradigm through which you define everything in Scripture. So the minute they said this, when they said lost, they were talking about unbelievers that are lost. Then we say that, oh, he was talking about the lost. So once we say lost there, we exempt ourselves from that Scripture, from every other thing that is coming, because we say we are not lost. All right? And therefore... Uh, is the world that is lost, and, 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 and that's it. But when, when you say something is lost, nothing can be lost. It's not in regard to God. For the Bible says, all things lie naked and open to the eyes of whom we have to do. So nothing can be lost. If anything is lost, or anybody is lost, it means that person doesn't know where they are. Now, so what is referring to, and I'll show this here, is that something happens in the life of somebody and they don't understand why it happened. What's going to be the purpose? They are lost. They, they find themselves in a situation where it's just like you are driving and then you enter into a place you've never been before and then you're looking around and saying, I'm lost. All right, I'm lost. And there are many Christians on the other side. So what's going on? I'm lost. I, I, don't, I don't know why this is going this way. I don't know why this relationship is going this way. I don't know why, you know, I made this decision. I don't understand. And it's almost like they are lost there. All right? Now, God can see clearly, according to his blueprint, where that thing will end, but the person there is lost. He, he really doesn't know what's going on, he, you know, and he's lost. So he says, what is causing that is that the God of this world has blinded the mind, which means there's something, the blindfold is inside, so they can't see. Uh, they can't, they don't understand why they're where they were, what is going on, they don't see it. And so it goes on in the next verse. It says, in whom the world, God of this world hath blinded the minds of them that believe not. And because they're blinded, they don't, you can't believe. All right, so they don't understand what's going on. Lest the light of the glorious gospel is the image of God should shine unto them. Verse 5. It says, for God, we preach not ourselves or Christ, ourselves your servant for Jesus' sake. So we preach not ourselves, but Jesus Christ and ourselves your servant. So they were preaching to the people. They were Christians already. Look at verse 6. It says, for God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness has shone inside our hearts. And that's when something happens. The same way he commanded light to shine out of darkness he has shone inside our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of his glory that is found in the face of Jesus. Now, he's saying he has given us light. And what is that light? It is the light that is called the knowledge of God's glory. And he says this light can only be found in the face of Jesus. The word face of Jesus means the inward thoughts of Jesus. So what Jesus is thinking, you come to know that, and that is you now have the knowledge of his glory, and light comes on. So what Jesus is thinking about that situation. For example, they, we have told all night, or oh, let's even leave that, all right? You know, when a marriage feast and there is no wine, it's finished. What's Jesus thinking? Jesus is looking at that thing and he's thinking something. Those pots there. 
if they fill those pots with water and they draw it out. Now, if somebody doesn't know that, it's because his mind has been blinded by the God of his world. So he's lost. He's wondering, God is my ever-present help. What's going on? What's going on? He says the God. That's why Paul prayed. If Christians don't need their eyes to be op further opened, why did Paul pray and say to Christians, he said, after I heard of your faith in Jesus and the love you have to the saints, Ephesians 1 verse 15, Ephesians 1 verse 15, wherefore after, not before, I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love to all the saints, I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. What was the prayer? That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you, in other words, they didn't have it, the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. What will be the result of that? That the eyes of your understanding, the word understanding and mind, are the same thing. Do you get what I'm saying here? So he was praying that the blindfold be removed. This is Paul praying this. For Christ, to Christians here, that you might do what? No. So when you're in that situation and it's removed, you know what his expectation is. All right? Because in Romans, now I'm just saying something for the first time. In Romans chapter 8, if we go to Romans chapter 8, it says the whole of creation was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of him that subjected the same in hope. All right? Romans chapter 8 it says, for the creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of him that subjected the same in hope. So, the person is made subject to what they consider as vain. But he says, it's against their will. But God that saw that thing and allowed it to happen has a hope, which means there's something he's thinking is going to come out of this. Now, when you are given the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the eyes of your understanding is opened up, then you come to understand the hope, which means what is supposed to come out of this. Do you get what we're saying here? Now, now look at what it says. And then what is the riches? So you can now access wealth there. The riches of the glorious inheritance. It's the same thing Jesus was saying to Peter. Now you understand the depth. They toiled all night and caught nothing. Look, you go and you catch to catch fish and you catch nothing. And there is something in that situation. So Jesus comes and says, launch into the deep. Do you get what I'm saying here? Get to the depth. If you access the depth, you are going to see something there. In that particular situation, go to the depth of it. If you get to the depth of it, you will see that what? You mean, as Jacob said, I did not know that I'm standing on ground and I, I did not know this is the gate of heaven. He said, I didn't know that I'm standing on purpose. Look, can you just imagine fishermen who told and didn't catch anything, come back home, and you know, they're just mending their nets, and, and you know, they're just doing that, and, 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 and Jesus is looking and saying, this is all about you becoming apostles underneath toiling all night and catching nothing. Fish. All of you becoming apostles. You guys are going to change the entire world. 2,000 years after this, in Lagos, Nigeria, in Johannesburg, in, in Toronto, in Afghanistan, everywhere, they'll be calling your name, quoting this experience. Teaching, do you think Peter knew he was standing on that? 
You think in the world he knew he was standing. So when you go through things, you have no imagination what you're standing on. You don't, all right, and it's nothing happens. Particularly, I've said this once, you toil all night and catch nothing, just know the Holy Ghost is going beep, 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 beep. Hold it. There is something here that one will extract out of that ground. All right? Something here that I want to pull out of the ground. Okay? So it goes on in 2 Corinthians 4 there. So God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness and shine in the heart to give the light of knowledge of his glory in the face of Jesus. So you come to know what Jesus is thinking. We have this treasure in earthen vessels. So that person, almost like he opens the Bible and then he begins to see. Now the reason why he's seen is that he has asked God. First of all, he said, God, I take pleasure in this thing. I want to thank and praise you. Something is here. Then he goes to God in prayer. Open my eyes. Open my eyes. Open my eyes. And God opens his eyes. And then he starts seeing. He says, this is the treasure we have in earthen vessels. Because from what you have seen, the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. Then go to verse 10. All right. It quickly goes through. It says, we bear about in our body the dying of our Lord Jesus and life of Jesus are made manifest in our body. So that dying days, that experience you had. Verse 11, he now says, we that live are always delivered unto death, which means we always get in situations like this, that the life of Jesus may be made manifest in our mortal flesh. He now went on in verse 12. He said, so death walketh in us, but life in you. Verse 13, we having the same spirit of faith, as it is written, I believed. So you have to have the spirit of faith is that treasure that you have inside this earth and verse. The light. That's why, that's why before God began to speak, come out, come out, light was there. So it says that same light comes inside you. So you can now start speaking. Do you get what I'm saying there? You can look at that thing and say, look, this is coming out of this. 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 You, you, you become a deep person. People have conversations with you and they understand your depth. Why do they understand your depth? Because you have gotten into situations where you stood still. The deep calls to the deep. Where you are still. When other people just made, right, you are still. And then the depth began to come out. Let me tell you something. I was in England. Let me just share this here. And I was walking into my hotel. I got out of a train. I was walking to my hotel. And so I was walking through a mall. They, 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 you can walk through a mall to get there. Or, well, it's, it's sort of a mall, but at the same time, it has offices and banks and all of that. So a lot of people in offices, they're there. So as I was walking, a lady just walked up to me. She was like, oh, Pastor Kojo. I said, yeah, how are you? Fine. I said, oh, I said, yeah. You know, I, I, she said, I listened to you this morning. I still listen to you this morning. So I go to this church and, you know, I watch the whole of Warbeck online and I still listening to it one after the other and all of that. Then she goes. You know, I sent you a mail, try to get you to do this. I said, uh, uh, uh. you sent me? I said, yes. I said, I can't remember. She said, oh, no, no, no. I said, okay, okay. I think somebody mentioned it to me. Then she called the name of somebody that I know or I scrolled and I said, I tried, to, I told this person, the person, you know, apparently when I got to my husband, she said, yes, this person talked to her, and she told me now, but I, I didn't, I didn't, I said, you said no, you said you're not doing, all right, okay, so I said, eh, now, okay, I recall, she said, you know, and I don't know that, she said, you know, but it didn't happen, he says, then she looked, he says, now I'm just walking on the street, 
and you that have been trying to get people to try to meet you, you two are working. In fact, what happened was, so I said, take my number. So she took it, after she took it, she laughed. She said, what you preach is correct. I said, what do you mean? She said, if you stand still, that blessing will come to you. She said, she, she told me after, because she, did, she, she didn't ask, can I have your number? I was the one that stopped and said, ah, you, no, 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 the way to get to me is you, this number, send a WhatsApp message, I will answer you in five minutes. She, then she laughed. He said, what you preach is true. He said, because I tried. It didn't shape. Now, see me just walking. And the earth brought it to me. Are, are you following what I'm saying? Which means the earth just brought you to me. And, and you just came out. And that's how the thing is. So here it talks, so you become a deep person. Which means somebody runs into something, you tell the person, calm down. I say, no, we can't. Uh, calm down. I say, we must fight. Want, calm down. Okay, then, look, calm down. There is something here. Spend time worshiping. And let me tell you, Jesus, very dangerous in his behavior. Very unconventional. He doesn't operate with common sense. Common sense is sense that is common to all. Which means if it's common sense, and most people are failing, common sense produces failure. Because it's sense that is what? Common. That's why you ask, what is the secret to your success? What is the uncommon sense producing this? Do you get what we're saying here? That's what common sense is. When someone says, may use your common sense, it means be like every other person. <laughs> That's what it actually means. You can't make a quantum leap with common sense. All right? But you can't be leaping into the dark. You must have seen something. Faith is the evidence of things not seen. It's the evidence of things that are not seen. Okay? So it's, 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 it gives you evidence there of things right, that, that, that are not um, seen within your life. So it, it's, I'm going to say close here. So it's, 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 it's a powerful thing for you as a person there to, to go to God and, and just want to say, Jesus being unconventional, you know, now you think about this. And, and that's why when you're in this situation, that's why mentoring is good. People will tell you, be calm. Because you toiled all night. You, now, now we, we can just look at it and say, uh, uh, no, uh, uh, if I, I don't understand why those people behave like that if I was there. But you toiled all night. Let's even say all night you started trying to catch fish at 10 p.m. You finished at 5 a.m. You didn't catch anything. Then you are mending your nets. You know how irritable you will have become? You are mending a net. Then somebody you didn't know just walks up to you. Now, this is Jesus. Lend me your boat. Now, why did he go to them? Because he saw their boat was empty. If the boat had fish, Jesus wouldn't have gone there. Whoever caught that fish that night, Jesus wouldn't go to your, the boat. Do you get what I'm saying here? So he looks at somebody that has a lot of time because he's unemployed. Do you understand what I'm saying here? And says, lend me your boat. Now, you are irritable. Lend me your boat. On top of not catching fish. You're asking for the boat. Is this what I, I, I made my boat for? For, for you, to, Mr. Preacher Man, to stand in the boat. Then after he stands, he says, push me. <laughs> he didn't even stop at we are in the boat. You're now pushing him inside the boat. Push him. 
push it, then you are there, holding the bottle of water is preaching, dividing the word, and you are there. Then it turns around. You've passed the test. So, there's that attitude there of a person. All right? And, 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 and you know, somebody, she's a lady, minister, she got a very strong, powerful job in the country, so she, she relocated somewhat. Well, every two weeks she'd be coming. Okay? And while we were holding conversations, she told me about it and all of that. While we were holding conversations, she said something in passing that struck me deeply. She said, now, nah, it's, it's, a, it's a personal, everybody knows. And they suddenly wanted to promote people to what you call director level, which is the highest level. And usually, when they promote you to that level, it's just before retirement. Like, this is the highest. So, take it and retire. So, your pensions, all right? Now, she has about 10 years still. So, why should they give you? You are the youngest among everybody. They are 59. You get what I'm saying? You are coming here. And the head of the parastata had a candidate already, and they were only taking two or three. So the head had a candidate. She took a section and, and divided it and removed a particular section to create it for her candidate to be director over that. So there will be a third faction to be head. She got to the meeting before the panel board and put the person's name seven times in 30 minutes. The panel refused. That's the head. It's like saying the, the how would you say it now? Like saying the CEO is before a board. And this is the CEO's candidate for, for and you present this person. They say, okay, so where do we go? You call the name again. No. You call the name again. No. So she just told me, said, that person doesn't have grace. Now, and she just said, there's no grace on that person's life. I said, why? She said, and she's a Christian, there's no grace. And I understood why. She doesn't say it in passing. She said, because when somebody creates a division for you, then carries your name and offers your name seven times. And this is a government parastatal that they do federal character. And the three people they picked, they picked them from even what you call minority. And this is the major tribes that are in the, in the culture. And they picked minority, the three of them, and you from majority tribe there, they, they, they didn't look at you. She said, there's no grace. And let me tell you, when there is no grace on somebody, it's because they are tight-fisted. This is what I've seen. Unforgiving and selfish people can carry grace. Which means, when you are in trouble, you are thinking about yourself, how they will help you, you won't think about how you help others. And what happened there, you can go and read it in, in Second Corinthians. Paul said, he said to that church, he said, in the depth of your own trial, what you were thinking about was other people that were in trouble. He said, as you have proposed, so let that man give, and let him give cheerfully, for God loves the cheerful giver, and God will cause all grace. Which means, if you want to read 2 Corinthians 8, 9, 10, he had already defined different types of graces. He had said there's grace for utterance, grace for knowledge, grace for diligence. He said, but all grace, everyone, will come upon you. Oh, and what happens, he says, because of generosity. So people, that's the way out of trouble. You are in that particular situation. That's why Joseph was, was still a giver in the midst of it. Joseph didn't carry any attitude. 
You, you got to walk, you, you could see him working diligently to help Potiphar's business grow. He, he, didn't, he didn't come there with an attitude, which means he wasn't self-centered. He wasn't selfish. Something didn't go your way. It didn't go your way. Next time around, it will go your way. Do you get what I'm saying? It's a test. All right? So people begin to throw tantrums and all of that. So Jesus comes and says, remember, okay? So it's, this is so important. I, I mean, if, 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 if you just think about this. If two people were laid off from an office and they are going back, and one is complaining, and another one is driving and driving there, and you just see him, you know, in the midst of this, that he had just experienced some disappointment, something happens, he parks his car, crosses the road to go and help somebody, and does all of that. You can see so much help and all of that. You see him the next day at a function where those people are, he's helping the people, helping everybody, there's no attitude. If in six weeks' time you heard that person got a massive opening, you know what you say? I'm not surprised. Because generosity, you know, as a law in life, compels favor. You know that. This, the human spirit knows. All right? The word, the gift of a man, don't think, it didn't say the talent. That word is not talent. The more and check it in Hebrew, is the generosity of a man. Okay? Which means your openness to help people. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this word. And by the power of the Spirit, I ask that you establish us in this truth and cause it to expand within our consciousness. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. To listen to the full message or any other message, please visit our website at www.insightsforliving.org. For any inquiries, please call 0818-600-0082. God bless you. Let's um, start from the book of Genesis chapter 1, and I read from verses 1 to verse 4. Genesis 1 from 1 to 4. And it says, in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth, and it says, and the earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And then in verse 4 it says, And God saw, that the light, saw the light, and it was good. And God divided the light 
from the darkness. And he called, verse 5, he called the light day, and he called the darkness night, and evening and morning were the first day. So we see in the beginning here, I want to speak on something, but we see in the beginning that the Bible says the earth was without form and void, or God created the heavens and the earth, and then the earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep. And then the scripture says, God said, let there be light. Now, if we look at Isaiah 45 and verse 18, uh, the scripture says, God did not create the earth in vain, for thus he had the Lord that created the heavens, God himself that formed the earth and made it, and established it, and created it not in vain. Now, that word in vain, he formed it to be inhabited, for I am the Lord your God. That word in vain means, if you check it in Hebrew, it actually means, and I did not create the earth without form and void, but I created it to be inhabited. So if we look at Genesis 1-1 again, it says that in the beginning, God, or in the dateless time past, that when time did not exist, God created two things, the heaven and the earth. So the scripture says God created two things, the heaven, that's one, and the earth, that's the second. So the heavens is what we say, the stars and the earth, that is the physical matter. So he created the heaven and he created the earth. Just like saying a person created the cup and then the person created the spoon. So these are two distinct things, the heaven and the earth, as the heavens are higher than the earth. So it's the earth and then the heaven. So he created both. And then the next verse says that it says, and the earth was without form and void. The word and the heaven or the earth is and the earth was, that word means became. So the earth became without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep. Now, I just want to say this here, this is not part of the message, but um, theologians will say that the word was used here without form is became. And therefore, when it says became, it's talking about the existence of the earth in a particular form before it became without form and void and darkness was over the face of the deep. Now, the reason why it became without form and void was when uh, there was the fall, all right, of Lucifer and the fallen angel. So the earth existed long before man came into the earth, right? That was God uh, reworking the earth after it had become without form and void, and there was darkness over the face of the deep. That is why. Uh, people will say, archaeologists will say they found things 
that have been in existence for maybe 400,000 years. And then Christians will argue with them that that contradicts the scripture because they calculate the time of the existence of the earth to mean 4,000 years before Christ came and 2,020 years after Christ came, putting the um, age of the earth to be roughly over 6,000 years. And therefore, we dispute all those things that they say. But in fine theology of the scripture, what happened was the earth, all right, became without form and void. And it's believed that the same nature of the kind of flood that happened in the days of Noah was sent in, and I don't want to go into all that, but Peter refers to that and destroyed what was in existence. So the earth now became without form and void because of that, that had happened with Lucifer, and then darkness was upon. Uh, for the scripture says that he was in Eden in all of his beauty in the book there of Ezekiel. So he was there in the garden of the Lord in all of his beauty, and then until iniquity was found in him. And so there was the destruction of that, and therefore demons became what you call disembodied spirits, that they lost their body. And so they rove around the entire earth looking for any body that they can enter into so that they can continue their rebellion against God. So demonic spirits are disembodied, all right, spirits that lost their, their body when there was the flood that came in at that particular point in time. But the earth is where we're getting to was without or became all right, without form and void. It was purposeless. It was, it was a great waste there. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. Now, so the point we're getting to is that darkness was on the face of the deep. Now, there is what is called the deep there. So, all right, when God recreated the earth, when he was going to change everything, the first thing he had to confront was darkness that was over the face of the deep. So there was the deep, that's the earth there, and darkness covered the face of the earth. Now, what this means is uh, what the earth carried, what was inside the earth. Um, everything that was within the earth could not be recognized because darkness covered the face of the earth. Now, we're going to see that God brought things out of the earth, which means when he was going to go six days of creation, he brought these things out of the earth. He brought the um, animals out of the earth. He brought... Uh, the grass and all the herbs and all the trees out of the earth. But before that happened, and you looked at the earth, uh, the face of the deep there was covered with darkness. And there was no form or void. Oh, sorry, there was no form there, and it was without void. It was wasteful there, all right? It seemed purposeless and just drifting. And darkness covered that particular thing. So anybody who came in there and looked at it would have just looked at it as a wasteful thing, all right? Looked at it as barren, chaotic place here. I looked at it as something you needed, all right, to put aside. Uh, if, if you look at a person 
and that person is wasteful and that person appears aimless without purpose there and, 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 and all of that. And, and the, you, you, you can say that the life of that person without form and void. And so you can say there is a cloud of darkness because there can be a lot inside that person, but the face of that person, the, the outward nature of their lives there has been covered there. And so people set them aside because you don't understand or know how much value can, all right, is inside that particular person. So there was darkness over the face of the deep, and therefore the first thing that God said was, let there be light. Now, what this means is where there is light, all right, and there's illumination, then we see very clearly, right, what is embedded in this particular earth. It becomes clear to us uh, what the purpose of this earth is, uh, the riches that are locked into the earth, the wealth and the treasures that are inside the earth. So God said, first of all, let there be light. Now, before I get into that, so the deep was there. It was without form and void. Darkness was over the face of the deep. And then God looked and said, let there be light. Now, he wasn't talking about here, let he didn't create the sun and he didn't create the moon and said, let there be sunlight. And so what he was saying was, this is the moon and this is the earth. Because if you look at verse 8, I believe if you go down and we look at Genesis 1 and verse 8, all right, and God called the firmament heaven and the evening and morning the second day, and then verse 9, it tells us, let the water be gathered in one place, let dry land appear. And then verse 10, it talks about called the dry land earth gathering together of what's called the seas, and God saw it was good. And then verse 11, and the Bible says, let the earth bring forth, and all of that, verse 12, all right, and then he went on, verse 13, and then he went on, and right, verse 14, and then he went and said, now, God said, let there be light in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night and let them be for sight. So it was in verse 14, he now started creating, all right, the physical light here, which was the sun, and he says, let them be in the firmament of the heaven uh, to divide the day from the night and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and for years. But so what he was talking about was not this particular light in the beginning. When he said, let there be light, he was talking about the sun, the moon, stars. But when we get to verse 2, he was speaking about something else here. All right? The earth was without form and void. Darkness was upon the face of the deep. The Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And then at that point, God said, let there be light. Now, this light is talking about is what he referred to in 2 Corinthians when he says, God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness has shone inside our heart. So it's that same nature of light. What he did here when he said, let there be light, uh, the same God created. So he's talking about something within. It's not the sunlight. He created that particular light on the inner side of us, which means there is light all right, that comes on on the inside of us. So let's go back to this. I want to get this here. So there was the face of the deep, all right? Darkness was over the face of the deep. And then God said, let there 
be light. Because without light, you don't know, all right, what is within that depth. Now, it's this deep here that, um, what's the name now? Isaac spoke to Jacob about this, all right? Or Jacob, sorry, Jacob spoke to Joseph and his sons about this in Genesis chapter 49 and verse 25. Genesis chapter 49 and verse 25. And he was blessing him and said, Even by the God of thy father who shall help thee, by the Almighty who shall bless thee with the blessings of heaven above and the blessings of the deep that lieth under. So it talked about the blessing of the deep that lieth under. So there are many blessings that lie underneath that is called the blessing of the deep. In Exodus chapter 33 and verse 13, sorry, Deuteronomy chapter 33 and verse 13, it talks also about the blessing, all right, and, and of Joseph, it said, blessed, be the, blessed of the Lord be his land for the precious things of heaven, for the dew, and then it says, for the deep that coucheth beneath. So he talked about the blessing, the word couch means lies beneath. The blessing of the deep that lies on the inside. Uh, for example, people have always, let's say to some extent, let's just say they came in contact with black liquid called crude. And you can interact with it, but if darkness covers the face of it there, then you don't understand the value that is inside that liquid, all right? What you do with the liquid is you hold it, right? And it's, it's black there and it's, it's, all right, messy and all of that. But there's a lot of value that is within it. Uh, and if man was interacting and darkness was over that thing, all right, in the deep there, then you won't know you can translate this particular liquid, all right, and, 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 and cars could be created, something like cars, and people could drive that, could take planes in the air and all of that, and you just look at it as nuisance. So when that darkness is over things, uh, there's the tendency so, all right, give only what you call nuisance value to things that are precious in the eyes of God. And until that darkness is removed, then the blessing of what you call the deep there doesn't get released into the lives of people. And that's what should happen when it says, God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness has shone inside a heart. Uh, the blessing of the deep uh, starts getting released into the hands of people that have this experience on the inner side of them. So we look back at it, the earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep, 
and the Spirit of God hovered over the waters, which means to brood, to hover, or to incubate over those waters there. And it was like you are imagining the entire world, how it is going to be. Uh, you, you get into a place and you are imagining it. Uh, and the Spirit of God was there, reimagining everything there. And then God said, the first thing is, let there be light. Let there be illumination. So I'm, what I want to get at today is no matter how chaotic a situation appears, no matter how purposeless and it's without form and it appears void, it tells us in the book of Isaiah uh, and chapter 50, let me see now, Isaiah 53, who hath believed our report, and to whom shall the arm of the Lord be revealed? He shall grow up before him as a tender plant, as a root out of a dry ground. He hath no form, nor comeliness, that we should see him. On the outside, there was no beauty that we should desire him. And because of that, he was despised and he was rejected of men. Uh, but man did not understand that the person, all right, that they looked at, that there was so much was Jesus, was doing the greatest work that could possibly be done, giving you access, all right, to eternity and all of that. But he had no form or comeliness, so to speak, right? And it says that he was rejected, right, of him. So there is that thing where when something is without form and void, all right, and, and, and there's darkness over it, there's the tendency that people don't understand that the blessings of the deep there, that in the depth of that particular thing, there's great blessings and, and treasures that can be and God has stored in that particular place there. So the first thing, right, it tells us is let there be light. Light there is let there be illumination. So what am I telling you here as the first thing here? Uh, the blessings of the deep. Uh, you want to uh, find out, right? It's almost like God says uh, you get into a situation and, and there seems to be no form, all right? It becomes suddenly without form and without void. The word darkness covered means sorrow, all right? It means ignorance. It could mean defeat because when you talk about light, you are talking about illumination that leads to good fortune, victory, that leads to favor, all right? Being well favored and all of that, but it starts out without form and void. And, and darkness there was over it. Well, it was without form. It became without form and void. So you want to know where the treasure lies in your life. It's just like you have what they would call a GPS, all right, which is the global positioning system. That's the kind of satellite you want to uh, locate certain things. Uh, so God is telling you this. You get to a place or the places in your life 
that are without form and void. Uh, places that you want to reject, you want to put it away, right? Without form and void, there. Uh, and something happens, it becomes. He says, look, it's just like something that looks like, tip, tip, tip. the Holy Ghost is telling you, tip, tip. this is where I'm hovering over. Tip, tip. All right? There's oil here. Tip, tip. Are you following what I'm saying here? Now, people look at it and say, well, I want to say, tip, tip, hold it. All right? As we're hovering over this thing, tip. If you get illuminated, then you'll see what is inside this particular place. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. To listen to the full message or any other message, please visit our website at www.insightsforliving.org. For any inquiries, please call 0818-600-0082. God bless you.